0: Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, We are going to do some celebrating, some rejoicing, some encouraging, and some stepping forward. I got to tell you, this path of saying that we are living on our highest timeline is a really fun way to live. I'm having a blast with it. And today has been kind of a wow, wow, and oh, wow kind of day. All right, let's, first of all, this is being recorded in August, late August of 2022. Let's go back to August, the first part of August, 2021, when on Sunday night, a small group of us, I think there might have been six or eight or ten, maybe at the most, people gathered on Facebook Live and we did what we called a healing convergence. Len Schaefer, who is part of our Facebook community at Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast listeners group, private Facebook group, you're welcome to join. Just answer some questions for us and let us know that you are a podcast listener and not a bot, and we will gladly let you in. But Len and I were talking prior to the first part of August, and just it just was there, present in the conversation Really, what it was around was how, what could we do in the world? And it's like, well, what we can do to change the world is that we could put energy out into the universe. We could put positive energy out. And goodness sakes, we had just, we still were dealing with COVID at that point pretty heavily. And it's like, well, this is something we can do, this is something we have control of. I got to tell you, there's all of the stuff that's been happening in my own life here the last week or so. Those of you who are current with us at this period in time know what's going on. I'm not going to go into it here. But Lynn has really just stood out as a super special presence in my own life as an encouragement and a grounding and common sense and really good practical advice She has a program called TheBeautifulMindCoach.com. That's her website. And if you would like to really grow and break through some subconscious blocks, I'd encourage you to just connect there or you can connect through our Facebook group. She's in there all the time. But she is also co-founder of Healing Convergence. Well, the first weekend and first Sunday night in August of 2021, we started this, and it's been going for a year now. This past week, we had over 50 people, and I'm going to tell you some stories here in a minute, but the whole thing is geared around healing, sending loving energy to each other, and then together, once we send that loving energy to each other, we send it out into the universe. Now, as I'm posting this, the date is August 23rd, 2022, Stevie McGuire, another one of our members on the podcast group, Facebook group, put this audio that I'm going to play for you here. It's from TikTok, and she posted it in the group. And this is exactly, I mean exactly, the vision, what was in our hearts when we started this, and what we have proven to be true. Just this is a minute and a half long. Listen to how incredible the impact of this effort can be and is
1: in the world. In 1978 Maharshi Mahesh Yogi, the founder of Transcendental Meditation, performed an experiment in Washington DC. results of this experiment would later become known as the Maharshi Effect. Maharshi was simply capitalizing on a quantum fact. The square root of 1% of any given population has the effect of critical mass. he did was he got a thousand advanced Transcendental Meditation practitioners to meditate for eight hours a day every day for three months in the center of Washington, D.C. I think I got that right. For the course of three months, they had a certain number of markers to measure both the economy as well as the crime rate. What they found during that time was pretty astounding. There was an all-time uh, record low crime rate and the economy was at an all-time high. During this time, there were over 600 independent studies done on this experiment and other experiments that he conducted. Results were conclusive. You can augment the vibration, the consciousness of an area if you can get the square root of 1% of the population to vibrate in a certain way. When one single person integrates with their higher self, it has the exact same effect as a thousand people meditating. What would happen if 10,000 people suddenly integrated with their higher selves? Within 24 hours on this planet, you would begin to see heaven on earth bank on it.
0: Well, we already have 50 and we've got a year's worth of tailwind behind us. I want this to grow to 10,000. I absolutely do. I want it to grow to 200,000. Do you know that 200,000 people That sounds so big is, get this, 0.000026% of the world's population. Are you telling me that we can't get 0.0003% of the world's population together to do this on a regular basis? I'm telling you, I agree with this man, we could end wars, we could end famine, we could end poverty, we could end diseases, we could end so many things. It's not all these human campaigns that are going on around in futile, really, in many cases, organizational control programs to try to solve the world's problems. This is how you solve the world's problems. This is how you raise the vibration. You want to stop the war in the Ukraine? Do this. Now, let me bring this current. August of 2021, it began. March, the first part of March, 2022, Fred Dodson, recently back in the United States from New Zealand, had a seminar. On day two of the three-day event, in the afternoon, was a group healing session. That session is described in the book and was predicated or based on the material in the book that is now available in print and on Kindle and on audiobook, You Can Heal Anyone by Fred Dodson. That became the most significant, appreciated, and popular part of the whole seminar. Fast forward another couple of months, the book and the audiobook were completed and released. Meanwhile, this little healing convergence that we've been doing on Sunday nights has been chugging along. More and more people joining, more and more people asking for healing, And then this week, this past week, as I'm recording this, one of our members has been asking for healing prayer for her 25-year-old son who had been diagnosed with cancer, had multiple tumors. It was very serious. Do you know that she posted in our group this past weekend that according to the scans that were done on his body by his medical team this past week, The cancer is gone. G-O-N-E, gone. It no longer exists. I don't remember when she exactly brought that to us. She would remember, but it's somewhere around, I'm going to say, three to six months back in that window. My good friend in Florida, who I went to college with, has been dealing with breast cancer. It's in remission. We had another guy who was actually in the Orlando seminar who said that he brought an upper back issue Two weekends ago, when I wasn't even there, I, was, I had had a little episode myself and took that weekend off, Kristen Lawhead stood in for me. She ran the meeting, she ran the meditation, not even in the same style that I would have done it in, and he was healed of his back issue, he said, instantly. Now, look, I'm not trying to spread some healing cult thing here at all. And I will just make this disclaimer because this is the world we live in these days. But I mean, with all candor and seriousness, you need to check with licensed professional medical people for significant or any medical issue. We are not diagnosing. We are not treating. What we are doing is we are combining energies together as a group And as you just heard that man say, you cannot do that without there being a spillover. And what I'm giving you are some spillover stories. We're not even telling people who bring these things that they're going to be healed. We just say we're creating the space and the secret of this whole thing. What's the secret? I'm going to tell you right now. The secret is the group energy, just like he said. Just like you heard. So this continues to go and grow. Well, now I'm sitting here working on an audio book for Fred. This is Essays of Reality Creation, Volume 7, that will be out probably in September, early September, I'm guessing, 2022. Chapter 10, literally a documented paper of a meditation study where the human body literally generated light from the chest area. But I want you to notice something significant. I'm going to play this. Fred allowed us to share this entire chapter here. I want to point to the key area up front because this is truly significant. The meditation worked best when there was an object or a person needing to receive the light that was being generated. And see, that parallels healing convergence as well because we are focusing this first on each other. Remember, I said we... We connect each other, we send each other healing energy, we send each other healing love, and then we send it into the universe. Figure, you know, if you read the headlines or if you figure, well, we need it, well, so does the world, yeah. And so we send it out. That's the object. And what this says is when you have an object of that energy creation, your chest can literally emanate visible light from it. So I play this to encourage all of you, wherever you are in your journey, that number one, stretch your game, up your ante, raise your vibration, experiment with new techniques. Number two, come join us for Healing Convergence. What we're doing now, and of course this could change, but where we are now is in the Facebook group previously mentioned and also on the Fun Astrology Podcast YouTube channel, Simulcast. We have it. At least again, right now, every Sunday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So what I'm going to do is sign off here, and then I'm going to play you Chapter 10. But I wanted you to hear it and then just sit with it with no commentary at the end. Fred gets the last word of this podcast. So I will say in advance, (laughs) you want to really step up your life, this is a way to truly enjoy the journey. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Thomas Miller. I leave you now with Fred Dodson's Words and My Voice, Chapter 10 from Essays of Reality Creation, Volume 7, and also as a published article on his website, realitycreation.org. Chapter 10, University Study, Visible Light Radiated from the Heart. I'm quoting relevant parts of the paper, Visible Light Radiated from the Heart with Heart Rhythm Meditation. To read the complete paper, you can look it up by that name online. Research at the University of Kassel in Witzenhausen, Germany in 1997 showed that it is possible to produce visible light from the chest area under certain conditions. The first condition is that the meditation technique must be heart-centered, not transcendent. Secondly, a specific person with an actual need must be identified as a receiver of the transmitted light. Under these conditions, a sustained light emission of 100,000 photons per second was measured, where only the background count of 20 photons per second was observed without MEDITATION The meditator disrobed and entered the air-conditioned, dark chamber, which was then sealed. Inside the chamber, the size of a closet, were black blankets that the meditator wrapped around himself for warmth. After approximately one hour, the computer showed a background count in the chamber of 20 photons per second, regardless of whether the meditator was naked or wrapped. The delay of an hour was necessary to dissipate the fluorescence of the body as it gives off the light that it had absorbed from the ambient outside light. Nudity was required to eliminate fluorescence from fabrics and to prevent static electric discharges. Initially, the meditator tried to sit with the ends of the cooled housing against his bare chest. However, this proved to be uncomfortable as the metal tube was quite cold connected to the liquid helium-cooled photomultiplier, and he was not able to put his legs under the table, so sitting was awkward. A decision was made to sit upright in a chair with his chest approximately three feet from the housing. At this point, the meditator began a series of meditations designed to increase the energy in the spine and heart and radiate light. These meditations included kundalini practices, invocations of divine light, and the Dikkar meditation chant. Kundalini practices. In these meditations, energy is drawn up the spine from the earth by using a strong inhalation with that visualization. Then the breath is held with attention placed above the crown. The exhalation is full and complete, forcing energy down, as seen from above the crown, down the spine, and then forward from the heart. The practice is extremely energetic, resulting in a feeling of ecstasy and radiance. Invocations of Divine Light These are Sufi meditations that use chanting, out loud and silently, to create vibrations that stimulate the heart and third eye. Specifically, the Arabic words nur, and Munawir are spoken slowly, with emphasis on the vowels, placing the resonance of the sound in the throat and chest. They produce the sensation of having a miniature sun in the chest. Dikr, here the repetition of the Arabic phrase La Ilaha Illallah. That's an ancient prescription for entering into the consciousness of the one and only Being. It is performed with attention on the heart as the center of the experience, and it results in a feeling of profound heart-centeredness. Initial Results There were some brief and erratic measurements of 37,000 to 45,000 photons per second while the meditator was meditating. Then there were periods of 10 to 20 minutes with no readings, then again brief periods of a few seconds of light. When the light was measured, the experimenter told the meditator of the results through a one-way audio link. The experimenter had a microphone, and the meditator was wearing headphones. This erratic performance was very frustrating to the meditator, who was trying to use the feedback as a guide toward more reliable light output. None of the meditations produced consistent results, yet all produced light at some times. INTERMISSION After approximately 10 hours of meditation, the experiment was called off and the meditator emerged from the chamber. The experimenter and the meditator retired to the experimenter's home for dinner. The experimenter's son, approximately 4 years old, had come down with a severe cold. The meditator, discouraged from the day's efforts, retreated to his room and slept. Early in the morning, the meditator awoke with an intense insight. The young boy needed light for his healing. By 8 a.m., the experiment was begun again. Results? After the meditator spent an hour in the dark chamber, the background count returned to 20 photons per second. Then the meditator did a healing meditation in which he mentally placed the sick boy in front of himself and sent light to the boy on the exaltation coming from his heart. This is a technique of heart rhythm meditation. This was, in comparison to the complex and intense meditations of the previous day, a rather simple and easy meditation. The effort required by the meditator was emotional rather than mental, and very minor in comparison to the previous trials of intense concentration. This time, the computer measured 100,000 photons per second consistently for half an hour, until the meditation was stopped. This would be enough light to be barely visible. It has been estimated that 1,000 photons per second entering the eye are enough to create a visible sensation. Actually, only a few photons per second striking the retina are sufficient, but the eyeball absorbs nearly 1,000 photons per second in its lens and fluid. As a comparison, the meditator then unwrapped his wristwatch, which had a fluorescent dial, and held it in front of his chest. The computer indicated 1 million photons per second. In the dark chamber with his eyes adjusted to the absolute darkness, the light of the wristwatch's dial seemed to be bright enough to read by. Conclusion The light generated was eventually achieved by the combination of effective meditation technique and intention of sending light to a specific patient in need of healing. The meditation technique used is called Heart Rhythm Meditation and is detailed in the book Living from the Heart, published by Random House in 1998 and authored by The Meditator. Without healing intention... In spite of its best efforts using a variety of meditations he had mastered, the meditator was not able to generate consistent light emissions. The amount of light emitted from his chest and reaching a photomultiplier directly in front, three feet away, was two orders of magnitude greater than what is required for visibility, and one order of magnitude less than what is required for reading with dark adjusted eyes. These results serve as a warning to those conducting objective experiments in subtle energy where there is not a need for actual healing. It seems that a known, specific receiver subject is necessary to empower the transmitter subject. The emission of light from the other angles and from other parts of the body was not tested. Furthermore, the frequency of light was not measured, only the amplitude in the instrument's range of sensitivity. End of quote from the article. And my comment? Energy that serves a purpose or flows out of love is stronger. Your emotional state has the power to generate real, measurable, and tangible energy.